From the makers of Quest Bars comes an exciting new product line for those of us interested in the ketogenic lifestyle. It's called Quest Keto, and these innovative foods will make your pursuit of ketosis that much more convenient and tasty. There are a myriad of sweet and savory snacks, as well as ready-to-eat frozen meals, including ketogenic cinnamon rolls, sandwiches, biscuits, flatbread frittatas, and so much more. I've personally tried all of these new Quest Keto products, and they are the real deal, offering delicious, truly keto-friendly foods that don't negatively impact your blood sugar or blood ketone levels. Check out the full line of new ketogenic meals and more at questketo.com. You can experience all the health benefits of keto on the go, anytime, anywhere, thanks to Quest Keto. Wouldn't you love to find a nut that is low in carbs, high in fat, and perfect as a healthy ketogenic snack? Well, look no further than Peely Nuts. That's spelled P-I-L-I. Go to eatpeelynuts.com and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off of your order of these one-of-a-kind keto nuts. Peely Nuts are higher in fat than any other nut out there with a whopping 23 grams of total fat, and they have the fewest carbohydrates at just one one gram per one ounce serving. Plus, these delicious nuts are loaded with a full array of vitamins and micronutrients, including vitamin E, magnesium, potassium, manganese, calcium, phosphorus, and more because of the mineral-rich volcanic soil that they're harvested from in the Philippines. If you've never tasted a peely nut, you'll be pleased to know that it's got a soft bite and a buttery flavor unlike any other nut you've ever put in your mouth. EatPeelyNuts.com is the original company to bring sprouted Peely Nuts to the United States and are also the first to offer them sprouted in coconut oil for added healthy saturated fats. I absolutely love Peely Nuts and I think you will too. Try them for yourself by visiting eatpeelynuts.com and don't forget to use my special coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Give them a taste and you'll see there's no better nut than a Peely Nut. Coming up in episode 1245, Tom Norton. Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author. You're like the LL Cool J of podcasting. Jimmy Moore. Yo, yo, Jimmy. Norton. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am doing well. You have the voice like you just woke up. <laughs> well, I've been awake for well over an hour, I know man. you have. <laughs> Gotten in a round of disc golf or two, maybe? Yeah. No, I haven't done any of that lately. Too much work to do in the film. Oh, yeah, the film. And yeah. And I feel your pain, by the way. I uh, The little homestead that we have with a garden and chickens. Dang, that's work, man. I don't know how you do it on a big farm like you do. <laughs> um, I, I handle that by mostly not doing it. By Shariva doing it? <laughs> yeah, she does most of the... Although I'm, uh, you know, I'm responsible for things like last week we had a giant tree I had to yeah. cut up. Wow. Messed up our first hole, man. 
<laughs> it could have. It could have. That thing, I was looking at it going, boy, you shift that a little bit this way, it bashes in my office window. Shift yes. it a little bit the other way, it, it obliterates the... Uh, the first hole. So I guess if a tree's going to have to fall, we got kind of lucky. It fell in the right place. Yep. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here today. We'll go ahead and get started here. This is the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a gentleman that uh, probably needs no introduction in the low carb community, although it's been forever, Tom, since you've uh, done anything in the community besides blog and do Facebook page. But Tom Naughton is his name, and you may remember Tom from his film uh, way back in the dark ages of 2009. He came out with Fathead, which uh, I now consider a low-carb cult classic, Tom, because it's been out there for so long, and a lot of people write to me, oh, I saw this film by this guy, Tom Naughton. You should interview him someday. I'm like, I sing karaoke with him. I, I hang out with his kids. We play disc golf. So, Tom, welcome back to the show. Well, I'm happy to be back. And uh, first, I have to object to the idea that, uh, you know, I've only been doing blogging and Facebook. <laughs> have you forgotten speeches on the cruise? Let's have see. you forgotten hmm. oh, have you done hour-long anything? roasts on the cruise, my friend? <laughs> That was work, young man. That's not products, though. That's true. Yeah, because people have been saying, Fathead was so good. Where's the sequel? And I'm like, all right, the guy has a real life. Uh, he, he he moved to a farm after doing that uh, film, which then added another layer of time-sucking uh, information that, that you'd had to deal with. And so, yeah, you, you've definitely been busy, and you still have a real job. This isn't your job job like Jimmy Moore uh, goes off writing books and doing podcasts. This is my job, but you actually have a real job in the real world that's outside of nutrition. And I uh, and I commute from Franklin to Nashville every day for that. So yeah, there's not a lot of extra bandwidth left over at the end of the week, which is partly why it took so long to get this book done. But uh, who knows if this book does well? I may not have the real job anymore. There you we'll go. see. Well, we're going to try to help that here today. And the book he's referring to, by the way, is the long-awaited sequel to Fathead. It's called Fathead Kids, Stuff About Diet and Health I Wish I Knew When I Was Your Age. It's actually out today, so go get it, you guys. We have a link to it in the show notes at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And uh, and yes, people have been begging, do you have another film you're working on? He's got an accompanying film that he's right now in the midst of working on. We're, We're trying to really hammer him hard to get that done in time to debut on the upcoming low carb cruise in may and then i assume available shortly thereafter so uh tell us what's been going on in your world you actually uh moved to franklin and that seems so long ago you're you're like a tennessean now you're no longer that that hippie boy from california uh tell us kind of what's been going on since fathead released you know, we've lived here long enough. I'm I'm on the verge of saying y'all without y'all. feeling silly. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Not like you, you know, Southern born and bred, but I'm close. That's right. Gosh, Fathead came out and I know uh, you say it's been a long time. It has, but time flies, especially when you're busy and you have kids. Yes. And what happened was we finished Fathead right around the time that was being released. I started facing the possibility of my girls growing up to be Los Angeles kids and said, uh, no way, Jose, although perhaps in less polite language. We moved to Tennessee. I did a couple of speeches related to Fathead. Bang, next thing you know, my wife wants to uh, have a small farm. So we bought this place in 2011. 
It was, as you know, I think you might have seen its early incarnation in horrible shape. It was the Munsters, basically, oh uh, my on God. acid. <laughs> oh, my God. I, and, you know, the good thing is, is we, we got it for far less than it was probably worth because of that. But, yeah, that became the heart and soul commitment was getting this little farm into shape. Meanwhile, I was working and blogging, and finally, um, you know, I realized at a certain point, wow, it's kind of been a while since Fathead came out. And we had talked about what do we want to do next, and one of the really pleasant surprises, especially after Fathead went to Netflix, where it first found a big audience, I got so many emails from parents telling me their kids loved Fathead, which yep. kind of surprised me. I got one from a guy last week told me his daughter, who's like four, has watched it <laughs> 10 times. This always surprises me. I didn't make it for kids. But yeah. when we started getting emails like that, it kind of occurred to us, maybe our next product should be for kids. Is it the humor that you think is so appealing to the kids? I think it's the humor. I think it's the kind of cartoony, silly stuff. That's yep. all I can figure. I mean, that guy I mean, from CSBI. It, it's got to be that, and the you know the talking cells and and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of it. I mean, a four year old. Come on, a lot of it's going to be over a four year old's head, but sure. they seem to like it. Yeah, I, th I think it probably mimics a lot of what they've seen in terms of the styling of cartoon. And uh, your wife, Shariva, by the way, is the mastermind behind that. And she is uh, did a brilliant job with Fathead Kids in this. And I'm assuming uh, you're now animating a lot of those things that she did for the film version of this. But yeah, that that has to be what it is that it just kids just gravitate when something's fun to look at and fun to hear and funny voices. Uh, they just gravitate straight to that kind of stuff. That seems to be it. And of course, that's the entire goal with this thing. We tried to keep the book fun. And just like with Fathead, you know, my, my first thought was no one's going to watch if it's not entertaining. Right. Um, so first, can I make this entertaining? And then within the context of it being entertaining, can I explain stuff that's useful? And uh, and that's exactly what we tried to do with the book. And what I'm doing now is I work like a madman to try to get the film done <laughs> in time for the cruise. In in, in your side uh, time, yes. In your in your yeah free yeah. Time, in, yes. in my in all my luxurious <laughs> free time. Well, and, and I think you were probably the very first one to introduce, I guess, a comedic uh, view of this information because, you know, the information's been out there forever and ever. Amen. People have kind of known about it from various places, but you were kind of the first one that really took it to that level of, well, let's add in some humor. And you, you've actually influenced quite a few people. I know I add more humor into my talks now because of Tom Naughton. I've had Eric Westman say that he tries to do that. He, he fails miserably, but he tries to do that <laughs> in his talks more and more. And so you're, you've had a profound influence on a lot of us here in the low-carb keto community uh, that are getting out there and giving talks. So thank you for that. I'm delighted to hear that. Uh, you know, I'm, of course, I took the comedic approach because, duh, I duh. spent a lot of years as a stand-up comedian. But if uh, if it's helping other people see the value in keeping it light and entertaining, then, yeah, great. And, and every time someone laughs, you lose another hair. So, I mean, you must be doing really well, man. Uh, apparently, I'm <laughs> hilarious given my hairline. Yes. And I'm getting there, brother, so I know. Well, see, you had to start using humor, and uh, look what happened. Every time people laugh, I've, I've just lost more and more hair. So, 
So let's talk about this new project. Uh, Fathead Kids, again, is the name of it. And unlike Fathead the film, you actually purposely uh, came up with a storyline specifically for children uh, that has interesting characters. And you're basically teaching a lot of these principles at a very, very basic level. What was your target? Like third grade, fifth grade, eighth grade? What, what were you trying to accomplish here? I didn't sit down and say, okay, it's going to be absolutely specifically this age group. But as you know, you, you've uh, spent a lot of time with my lovely daughters. I kind of think in their age group, that's when this stuff starts to matter. Yep, 10, well, 11. It matters what they eat for their entire lives. But I'm thinking it's kind of that middle school age where maybe kids are at the point where they could be thinking about this. If you're five years old, you just, you know, do you really think about what you eat? <laughs> um, and it's kind of difficult to explain metabolism to kids. Well, as you know, it's difficult to explain it to adults. Yes. We still have adults who can't grasp the idea that calories in, calories out is not a reason, it's a result. And I, so I kind of had in mind, okay, if I can explain this at maybe the adolescent level, I will consider that an accomplishment. Yeah, and and your girls, let's be fair now, they are much more intelligent than their age is. What, what are they, 10 and 11 now? 11 and 13. 11 and, and 13. yes, of course, they're, you know, Sarah's in the gifted program yeah. and Alana does very well. And yes, I know they're, they're more intelligent than a lot of their peers. But, uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to talk down to kids. No. So I tried not to make it too stupidly simple. But uh, tried to explain it. Well, I think it was it might have been Doc Nally or Eric Westman who said, well, gosh, if you explain it to kids, I know some doctors who might finally get it. So <laughs> and have the kids explain it to the doctors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so tell us the storyline, because you came up uh, you, you've had several incarnations. And, and thankfully, because we're friends, I've kind of seen every incarnation of this storyline. But it, it shifted from last year, you gave a presentation on the low carb cruise. You kind of shifted into what turned into the final product. Tell us a little bit of kind of the storyline for parents that might be listening that say, well, this sounds interesting, but I just don't want my kid to be bored. Tell us a little bit of the story and the characters. Sure. And um, I can almost promise they won't be bored. They won't be bored. <laughs> to give a little backstory, and you, you did see one of these speeches. So I was kept trying to come up with ways to explain this to kids. And everybody thinks, well, not everybody, but a lot of people think, well, your body works like a bank account. It's just calories in, calories out. So in one of the early incarnations, I took that idea and said, no, let's think of it in terms of, yes, it's a bank account, but there's this incredibly complicated biological software app sitting in the middle called bank manager who makes decisions about what you eat and what bills she's going to pay and whether she's going to store those calories or spend those calories. And I kind of liked that. And I had it going in an early version of the book. I gave, gave it as a speech. You saw it. People liked it. It made sense. Mm -hmm. But then I was getting into later chapters in the book, how your body uses both glucose and fats for fuel. And so I was trying to come up with an analogy that worked. I ended up you know, creating this race car that uses two fuels. Meanwhile, I'm trying to explain how your metabolism goes up and down. I have a house where it's burning a lot of energy because the windows are open and too many appliances are running or it's got a, and 
So at this point, I'm several uh, drafts into it, and I'm saying to myself, you're jumping all over the place with your analogies. Each one of these works individually, but I don't like them as a group. Right. So Sharif and I were kicking around ideas. One idea led to another, and then I had that final aha, this is what I've been looking for moment, which is, let's explain all this to kids in terms of your body is like a biological starship moving through the universe. (laughs) It has a crew that are biological software applications that make decisions about what to do with the food you eat. It has a metabolism. It has, it uses energy at higher and lower levels. It uses its two fuels in the fuel system. Once we got it down to let's explain all this in terms of a biological starship with a crew it all came together. Suddenly, it all made sense, and I didn't feel like I was jumping from one analogy to another. And you should have came up with an analogy for the bush hogger that's right outside your window right now. <laughs> you didn't think I heard that, did you? <laughs> that was, well, you know, I have a very good microphone. It picks up everything. Yes, you do. It's Believe very it or not, clear. that was a truck all the way out on 96. Was it really? Guys, yeah. that's like hundreds of feet away. I've, I've played that disc golf course, and yeah, it's hard to hear stuff from the... From the road. Well, that was a big truck then. (laughs) Yes, it was. Imagine if you had a personal trainer help you choose all your favorite low-carb keto foods such as delectable eggs, savory meat, tender crisp veggies, and select nuts and cheeses. Now imagine having that personal trainer deliver all your meals perfectly portioned, pre-cooked, and packaged so they're all ready to eat in three minutes or less. You might think that a service like this is only for celebrities who can afford to eat this way, but you'd be wrong. Personal Trainer Food delivers low-carb keto foods for less than $15 a day with free shipping. Here's the deal. You fully customize your menu to get meals you're going to love. Jimmy's tried their juicy Angus burgers, frittatas, smoky ribs, and Jimmy says they're absolutely delicious. And the vegetables are bursting with flavor and nutrients. But you don't have to take Jimmy's word for it. You should see the thousands of four- and five-star reviews on Amazon and Groupon. Personal Trainer Food is the easy, convenient, and delicious way to live your low-carb lifestyle. Your meals are delivered in bistro steamer bags, so all you do is pop them in the microwave for three minutes. Heat, eat, and done. No shopping, prep, cooking, or cleaning, saving you time and money. If you're looking for weight loss results, Personal Trainer Food has a long track record record of success and a staff of trainers and weight loss coaches who know their way around the low-carb keto life, there to answer all of your questions at no additional cost. Most trainers charge 50 to hundreds of dollars for just one hour, but with Personal Trainer Food, you get trainer-selected meals delivered to you for $15 a day or less. No shady contracts or hidden charges, just great food delivered to you with free FedEx shipping. Order today and you can have your meals by tomorrow. And with this killer deal just for listeners of the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show, you're going to want to get online at Jimmy keto.com and use the discount code LLVLC at checkout to save $150 on any 28-day meal plan. Did you miss pizza because it's not a part of your low-carb lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Real Good Pizza Company. Go to realgoodpizzaco.com and you'll see they have grain-free, gluten-free pizzas that are frozen, 25 grams of protein, 4 grams of carbohydrates, and lots and lots of healthy fats. They only use real food ingredients, almost no carbs, and it's perfect for any low-carb and ketogenic lifestyle. 
The crust is made from all-natural Parmesan and chicken. The chicken is antibiotic-free and hormone-free. The tomatoes in the sauce and the vegetables in the Supreme are non-GMO, and the cheese is locally sourced and all-natural as well. It's healthy, guilt-free pizza that actually tastes like a pizza. Again, it's called Real Good Pizza. Head on over to realgoodpizzaco.com and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off your order as well as free shipping. Real Good Pizza. So tell me, Tom, what was the hardest thing to try to describe? I mean, metabolic systems and nutrition and the metabolic pathways can be extraordinarily difficult, like you said earlier, even for adults to understand. What was the most difficult analogy that you came up with to try to describe one of those pathways? uh, and, And how did you come up with it? The most difficult thing to describe was um, how calories matter and how they don't. Okay. Because as you know, you've probably had this debate with Lord only knows how many internet cowboys. <laughs> it's hard to get people to wrap their heads around the idea that, yes, of course, if you gain weight, you took in more calories than you consumed. If you lose weight, you burned more calories than you took in, but that does not mean the calories are the cause. Right. That's the hardest thing to explain. I put that chapter through 13 drafts before I was happy with it, <laughs> Be- before I said, OK, I think a kid can understand this now and finally had to explain it in terms of we have this character. He's one of the biological crew members, Marty Metabolism who decides what to do with the food you eat. And if your body is running the Get Taller program, he is going to decide that you need to take in more calories than you burn. And if you try eating less, he's just going to slow down your metabolism to make sure you are taking in more calories than you burn. Same thing if you're getting fat. If he gets orders from the rest of the crew that the ship needs to take on more fat, he is going to find a way to make sure you take in more calories than you consume. And if you eat less, he's going to slow your metabolism. Finally, when we came up with that analogy, and and again, then you have people like my wife. If they take in more food, Marty says, I'm not supposed to store fat. Those aren't my orders. He cranks up the metabolism to burn it off. Finally, when I got that, um, and, and it helped that we finally came up with this whole starship analogy. It yeah. did make it easier to Who explain. Who came up with that, you or Shariba? Uh, we came up with that together. We Did started you? kicking around ideas and I said, yeah, geez, I've got them jumping all over the place. We started talking about, well, what if it's kind of like, you know, a traveling vehicle like a mobile home because then that does burn fuel and it does have a heating system and blah, blah, blah. And from there, my brain jumped to Starship. And once it jumped to Starship, then I realized we could have these characters like Mr. Spot and Dr. Fishbones Mr. And Marty Metabolism, who's going to sound <laughs> Scottish in the film. You know, we were able to start kind of doing little homages to Star Trek and Star Wars. And that's when the humor and the fun that I'd been looking for kind of all fell into place. That's where the adults will go, you know, and the kids will just laugh because it's funny. But then the adults will get the double entendre. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, it's like if you well, you don't have kids, but if you watch. Disney movies and stuff with your kids, you right. realize some of that humor's there for the hey, adults. Hey, we watch Disney movies on our own, dude. <laughs> 
Yes, but you don't have children to, you know, we're that's that couple. To be your excuse. <laughs> we're that couple. Oh, all right. You're <laughs> but you guys. know us quite well. So, you know, yes, yes. That's how we roll in the that's more. That's how we roll, man. Household. But OK, so as you know, a lot of the humor yeah. in uh, in Disney films is really directed at the adults. Yeah. So same thing in the book here and in the, the film version, there are going to be little bits of humor in there that if if you're not uh, of a certain age and yes. don't remember Star Trek, you might not get the joke. But who cares? The adults will like it. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Finding Dory for the first time the other day. It was on. Never Netflix. heard of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't remember Finding Nemo a few years back and then they did oh, a yes. sequel Finding Dory. Is it like a follow up? Yeah, it's a follow up with the with the stupid fish. Uh, she couldn't find her family because she had this uh, disease. Oh, the Ellen DeGeneres character. What's that? The Ellen DeGeneres character. Yes. Okay. Well, I I will want to see that. I thought Finding Nemo was great, actually. Yeah, Finding Nemo was good. This one was okay, but you know it's cartoon, but little double entendre adult humor in there every once in a while to keep you uh, interested. Yes. Uh, so you address quite a few topics uh, in the book. Uh, obesity, hunger, uh, basically how we feed ourselves, uh, the so-called healthy diet, healthy whole grains and why that's uh, wrong. Um, you even get into things like gut health and sleep, things that are outside explicitly of diets. You get pretty deep in the weeds, but again, at that child uh, level, middle school child level, so it doesn't just go completely over their heads. Do you think you left anything out that you wish you had put in there? Whenever you do a project like this, you start by wanting to explain the entire universe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you've written books and then then you have to start winnowing it down because, yes. you know, it, it can't be a thousand page book. So, yeah, of course, there there were topics. It, uh, just one example off the top of my head. I'm very suspicious about what all these soy foods are doing to kids, mm. you know, in terms of uh, estrogenic effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started to put that in the draft. The draft was getting too big. At some point, you have to start deciding what goes in and what goes out. There were topics like that that went out. I kept whittling down the how did we get here, you know, through the kind of history of the lipid hypothesis and how it led to the food pyramid directly or indirectly. That chapter was much bigger when I first wrote it. And then I tried to whittle that down. So, yes, of course, there are always things you you leave out. And in the film version, you have to leave even more out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's actually how the complete guide to fasting came about. Uh, Dr. Fung, Dr. Jason Fung, wrote the obesity code, and his Canadian publisher actually made him cut a lot of the fasting stuff out of his book, which was kind of funny since he's the fasting guy. But anyway, right. uh, so we picked it up and we created another resource out of that that lack of uh, information. So maybe a fathead kids. Two uh, someday uh, could be on the horizon, especially if this one does as well as you hope it does. Yeah, certainly. I, I, at this point, I'm not even thinking what's my next project after this going to be because I'm uh, up to my ears and trying to finish this one. <laughs> but if if we find out that we really did appeal to kids, and yeah. I think that's uh, that's a hugely important mission, because as I say right in the beginning of the book, if I'd known when I was 10 years old what I know now, yeah. my whole life would have been different. 
Well, and, we, we even see a precedent for this out there in the mainstream right now, Tom. And Rush Limbaugh, for example, started this children's book series teaching American history. So I could see you kind of taking up the same kind of mantle of you put this book out there that resonates with kids uh, and parents, obviously. Uh, and it just encourages, hey, I want to learn more. What what else you got for me? What, what else is Marty and Mr. Spock going to teach me in the coming years? So I, I could see this being a really big thing for you in the years to come. I certainly hope so. And it was uh, a lot of work for Shariva to, you know, just like the text went through several drafts, so did her drawings. And now that we've gotten Mr. Spot and Marty and these other characters and the, the ship they all live on called the Nautilus, now that we've got those the way we want them, and we've had to, she had to redraw them in a particular style for yep. film animation, you know, with moving joints and Etc. Etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, gosh, she went through all the work to create all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will occur to me at some point how to use those same characters to explain even more. We have a template. <laughs> we have a template. We have created a cast. We want to reuse the cast. There you go. I even suggested to you that you should make a, a like a Twitter page or a Facebook page with each individual character and have them talk in in character. Uh, I don't know if you're going to take me up on that, but that sounded like a fun idea anyway. That's a great idea, and I probably will, but we're back to the there's only so many hours in a week problem. Yes. Uh, I hope, of course, that if this book does well, then I will seriously consider, you know, retiring from the wide, wide world of programming. (laughs) But first, I need the book to do well because, you know, my girls do want to go to college and stuff like that. That that does help. Although the girls could help with the social media aspect if you gave them access to Mr. Spot's Facebook page and they could, you know, with dad's prodding, give uh, a voice to that. Anyway, it. Yeah. Well, given how kids are these days, give it a few years. They'll know. know way more about this stuff than I do. <laughs> they probably already do, Tom. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. So tell us, uh, uh, with, with the film, you're av- obviously deep in the weeds on that one right now. You're hoping to get it done by mid to late May for the Low Carb Cruise. Uh, what's your goal as far as getting it out to the masses that would be listening today? When it's done, and I will have a version ready to show on the cruise, it might not be, you know, the final, everything's perfectly tweaked and mixed, yep. but uh, I'm not going to show up on the cruise and say, sorry, folks, I sorry, don't have a film to show you. So you can relax about that. Um, <laughs> the goal is um, we would like to make it so that a person goes to Amazon and they see the books available as paperback or Kindle, the film's available as DVD or digital download. And we'd really like to have every combination yes. available. And I'm doing the film in such a way that, yes, it's kind of a companion to the book. You get to see these characters actually talk and do things. But, of course, I'm also trying to create it in a way that even if you never saw the book, you would appreciate the film just as a film. As a standalone, exactly. Yeah, and we already have, uh, finally, after... Uh, <clears throat> Some couple of bad experiences. We have a good distributor who's, you know, been treating us very fairly with Fathead. I will certainly let them know we have this next one and see if they want to pick it up. My guess is they will. They renewed Fathead uh, recently because, surprise to all of us, even after all these years, they keep finding audience. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a new audience because uh, just ketogenic alone in the past year or so has just grown so much. I wrote 
Keto Clarity way back in 2014, and it's actually doing better now than it did the year after it came out. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, will get these sudden surges in uh, interest in fathead. I don't know where the interest comes from all the time, but... uh We did mention it in Keto Clarity, and I know various people, you know, when they say, what's the best like documentaries? Yours is always one of the first ones out of people's mouths. You're getting good word of mouth. The the low-carb community has definitely embraced embraced your film and still do. Well, good. (laughs) And we appreciate that because we'll get these sudden surges in interest. And um, I'm always thinking, I don't know where this is coming from, but I'll take it. You take it. I see the same thing with my books. I'm like, dang, somebody big must have said something about Keto Clarity because it just jumped in sales. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got the film coming out uh, and you've got the the book out today. Definitely go to the show notes at theliveinlowcarbshow.com and, uh, and grab a copy. Uh, I, I think my favorite chapter in the book was the very last chapter where you talk about it's not really about perfection uh, and it's something that I've myself tried to teach more and more and do more and more myself because I think we get so much into a box and kids especially are very impressionable uh, about this subject that they feel like they have to be perfect at everything or it's a failure. So you you address that quite well in the book. There was a, a blog post that I did some years ago where I mentioned to people, I wish I could go back as who I am now and have a talk with the 10-year-old version of me. Yes. I could have saved that kid a lot of pain. Oh, yeah. And that last chapter, it's perfectly good to be good instead of perfect. A lot of that is what I would say to that 10-year-old. And, you know, I I, I would want that 10-year-old to know, I, I know you're you feel fat and slow and you think someday I'm going to have a perfect body and then life's going to be good. And that is not what life is about. You don't have to have a perfect body. You need to have a healthy body. And by the way, your happiness is in life is not going to come through having a perfect body. It's going to come through family and friends and the talents you discover. It's the speech I would have given myself. And so it's the speech I want to give to kids today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of people have told me because I gave that, you know, I, I, I gave that in, in last year's speech and I, I had people tell me that that really touched them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you went through the same misery I did, yep. probably worse with, you know, being the butt of the jokes and being the fat kid and being the slow kid. And uh, I think all of us could have benefited from being told what I try to tell kids in that last chapter. Yeah. Now, to that end, have you had any interest from schools? Or are you thinking about pitching to schools, showing this film, or, or even some of these like Saturday morning movie theater showings where they show, you know, cartoony type things for kids, like a kid's day? Have you pursued anything like that to try to get the message out? Or are you we content will with just letting that. it? Okay. Uh, right now, of course, it's all about just getting it done. I mean, you know, we're doing this as a two person crew. Yes. Me as the writer, Shariva as the illustrator. I'm doing the After Effects animations for the film. I was I was the recording engineer for the film. Most of the voices coming from talented people in my family, although there is one, some guy I won't mention, who contributed a couple of voices. <laughs> one and weirdo, man. It's, <laughs> it's all about getting it done right now. Um, I went through the same thing with Fathead. You go through this period where it just seems like 
you're, you're working nonstop to get it done. And then it's like, oh, hey, it's done. Now I have to do something with it. Yeah. So we'll certainly pursue all those. Uh, but right now, the goal is between now and when we step on the plane to go on the cruise, I got to get the film done. Yeah, but you know what you've done? You've proven, even in your shoestring budget, two-man crew, so to speak, uh, that you do high-quality work. And I think people appreciate that. It comes across as if you've had a huge team of people doing it. For the longest time, I did like everything with Live in La Vida Low Carb all by myself and everybody. Well, uh, Jimmy or whoever from his team is answering this email. It's Jimmy. Uh, But I just hired some people for the first time just earlier this year. But yeah, your quality is just so good. I think people appreciate that. And you definitely uh, have been a champion in this community for a very long time. And I'm sincerely glad that you finally came out with a new product. And it's out today. Again, guys, go get Fathead Kids. It's a book uh, that's specifically for children. But the adults, you're going you're gonna to learn a few things as well. Uh, and then look for the upcoming uh, release in video as well. Uh, give uh, happy thoughts to Tom as he tries to finish this thing up here in the next few months. But Tom, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. And I didn't give your URL, fathead-movie.com is where you can find him. He's not really active on a lot of social media. Twitter, I guess, is where I talk to you the most. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have time to be right. a social media hound. But uh, I, let's see, see what happens with this book. And uh, if you start seeing me pop up a whole lot on social media, you know what happened. <laughs> ABC yet to the regular job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks, bud. And I look forward to kicking your butt in uh, uh, disc golf here uh, soon and very soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. And singing karaoke on the low carb cruise. <laughs> we got to win that thing again, man. <laughs> we're going to have what? 400 people. Uh, we're having 400 people this year. It's going to be awesome. If we don't win, something went wrong. I know, right? Even if we just get a fourth of them to just show up in that room. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here, bud. I really appreciate you having me on, as always. Coming up next time on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show, we'll have a corporal in the Marine Corps Reserve and ketogenic enthusiast named Nate Elmore. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Disc of Light.